This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and a shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of Satsa, Fedhaza and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Stretching east from Elgin Valley and spread between Fainbos Covered Mountains and a bewitching coast, the Overberg packs in a mix of just about every imaginable kind of natural environment. Lined with vast beaches, tall dunes and craggy tidal pools, its varied seaside destinations are made for play and discovery. Whales famously gather here annually to carve. As we head Inland a little bit, those hills are ribbed with hiking routes and MTB trees, strung with zip lines and sprinkled with waterfalls, forests and rivers, dotted with amazing rock pools. And as it stretches towards the wave-pounded southernmost point of Africa, there's a wildness too. Speaking to us today is Judith from SA Forest Adventures, Christine from Marine Dynamics and Dave from Fat Bike Tours. Christine Vessels uh, is responsible for public relations at Marine Dynamics. She's been working in the conservation and animal welfare space for many years. And her interest was piqued and her passion ignited when she worked as a radio reporter, a writer, and later a senior producer for various radio stations and publications. She decided to move away from the journalism sphere roll up her sleeves and get actively involved in the animal welfare and marine conservation and what a treasure she is to the team at Marine Dynamics and how pleased are we to have her on the show to talk to us about all things conservation and tell us about Marine Dynamics. Christine, welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you, Janet. It's an absolute honour to chat with you. It's a big pleasure, Christine. So, how fantastic to wake up in Kanspai every morning. Tell us about that before you tell us about <laughs> anything else. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was a bit scary in, um, in the beginning to wake up in Kanspai. Oh, really? um, yeah. It wasn't exactly the space that I thought I would end up or be. <laughs> so I've been here now for a year and a month. But 
I absolutely agree with what you're saying. It is incredibly special to go to sleep at night, to hear the oceans, to wake up in the morning, to smell the ocean and the fish factory, and then to do a short drive to work, no traffic lights, only two stop streets, and to arrive at work in Claimby Harbour at the Great White House and to look at the magnificent ocean and to constantly smell the ocean. It is incredibly beautiful. The Oberberg is is beautiful. So I stay in Perlemun Bay. It's uh, closer to Caldas. But like I said, it's like short drive. It's like five to ten minutes to work every morning. Amazing. But the cliff baths, and um, when I get back from um, from the office and I take my rescue, my pack of rescues for a walk among those cliff baths at the Caldas, it is magnificent. And I didn't know this town was such an amazing little town. I sometimes feel like I'm in, in the middle of Cape Town because um, it's such an international hub for tourists visiting. So you constantly have different absolutely, accents. Absolutely. Got... It feels like the center of the earth. But you have <laughs> all the benefits of being by the seaside and enjoying the wonderful, wonderful Overberg. Absolutely. And um, we've got fantastic little restaurants and little shops and it's a, it's a brilliant town. It's much more than I thought it would be. I thought it was a small living fishing community and it's got that side as well, which makes it unique, but definitely ready for the international tourists. They're more than welcome to come visit us on the way to the southern tip of Africa in Hansbai. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm so glad that you're loving it and making all these, these discoveries. And I hear that you have a pack of six rescues. I do. <laughs> you and Salma Hayek must be soul sisters. Because Absolutely. I believe that she acquires these animals wherever she goes. That's right. Yeah. And um, when I moved here, obviously, when I got the position to be Wilfred Chivel, um, our CEO's um, personal assistant and to do the PR um, I just couldn't deny this job and of course I took my entire pack with me before this oh, I wonderful. worked permanently in animal welfare so yeah I've got I've got wonderful. a big family <laughs> wonderful now to work for Wilfred Chavall must be quite an experience because he is a seasoned conservationist and he's really I think you know, forget about Aquaman. He is a true ocean warrior and he fights in a way for animal and, and ocean conservation that people can only begin to imagine. And this is such an established trust that he's created, the Conservation Trust, which dates back to 2006. But to be able to combine the front of house, which is the experience with the back of house, which is really the conservation side. I think that as a team, Marine Dynamics and the Dyer Island Conservation Trust does that so seamlessly, so beautifully, you know, it's uh, it's really very special. So I want you to tell us firstly about the service offerings of Marine Dynamics, and then we're going to chat a little bit about the Conservation Trust. So over to you. Yes. So we we describe it as ecotourism and we are definitely ready and do market our ecotourism products internationally. We we'll always do all the international roadshows as well. So the ecotourism is the whale watching or marine big five tours that we do as well as the shark age diving with the bronze whaler sharks. We have 
to do this. This is the only way that we can fund our conservation efforts. Um, we are responsible for all strandings uh, amongst the Overstrand coastline. We would never say no, and Wilfred would never turn away from an injured marine animal. We are mm -hmm. on 24-7. But to be able to do this, to be able to fund the African Penguin and Seabird Sanctuary, where we had close to 300 penguins during October, November, December, when the penguin parents were molting and they would leave the, the chicks unattended. We can't lose a penguin. So we would do three to four, five trips a week to Dar Island to go collect, collect those penguin chicks, bring them back to the African penguin and seabird sanctuary, feed them twice a day. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas or New Year. We were working without stopping nonstop during December, October, November, December. But to be able to do this, we had corporate sponsors up until uh, COVID. We've lost most of those co uh, corporate sponsors. We're speaking to a lot of our um, sister companies overseas who are also doing conservation work. It seems to be very, very difficult to get funding. People lost a lot of money and it's not necessarily something that they, they can afford quite to quite a do. challenging time. Yeah, indeed. So the only way that we can do this to not ever have to say, no, we don't have the petrol to drive out to collect a penguin in Agalas. No, we don't have mm -hmm. the money to do three trips to Dar Island is by our ecotourism ventures. So the, the two absolutely coexist. The one does not exist with the, without the other. So um, it's incredibly important for us to do the marketing, to get the people to Marine Dynamics specifically so that we continue with the conservation, rescue, rehabilitation work that we do. So, yeah, it's a definitely a unique concept, but it is working. <laughs> it is definitely working. We are looking for more sponsors. We would love to obviously have a big corporate sponsor again. Uh, we are looking at doing a fantastic interactive seabird center that people will pay uh, entrance fee for so that we can make at least the African penguin and seabird sanctuary sustainable. Because you can imagine just with the amount of fish that we went, uh, collected, bought in Amanas, because the penguins will only eat the freshest of the freshest fish, that would, that would be like 50,000 rand a shot once a week. And we had them with us for three months. So you can imagine what we just pay for fish. So we need phenomenal. It's mind boggling, Christine. We don't yep. think about these things, but here we are. Yes. So just to keep the penguin hospital, the African penguin and seabird sanctuary running last year was very close to a million. And that needs to come out of the ecotourism. So um yeah, well, all we can do is to promote our product, to show people what we are doing. Sometimes Wilfred always talks about it as conservation fatigue because you feel like, but why do we have to do all of this? Why does the conservation, protection, rehabilitation, rescue of seals, penguins, whales, sharks and dolphins comes down to us? It's, it's not only ours, it's everybody's. Why isn't government more involved? But that mm -hmm. is the way it is. And with all the research projects that we fund and that goes through the Dialogue Conservation Trust, we can go to government and we can say, listen, this is the research being done. We need to close off this area. This is where the penguins get caught. This is where there aren't enough fish for the penguins. This is where the big long liner fishing trawlers can't fish. This is where we can't do any shark fishing. We, we need to look at non-consumptive ways of 
building the economy around the ocean's economy without taking things out. And that's what we're trying in this community as well. And it's working because government will listen to Wilfred Chivel. And um, they do listen to the research that we have done. So we've managed to close off this area for fishing, for shark fishing. No shark fishing is allowed to happen in this area. And that help, that's helping to build, uh, rebuild the African penguin population. So, yes, <laughs> it is, um, it's definitely the ecotourism part, the tourism part, and the conservation part goes hand in hand. Well, Christine, it sounds like there's amazing work that is happening there. And, you know, the front of house, literally, all the experiences. I know that you play host to lots of domestic and international tourists and you conscientize you conscientize people around the conservation issues and you get people to experience what being part of the ocean's economy is all about because the ocean has like the earth it has a, a footprint and if we keep taking from the ocean it will deplete itself after a period of time. And we don't need to trawl as much as we do. We just need what we need. And there's a great conscience that's evolving amongst people to realize that we don't need to take more than we actually need. And I think that is a strong message that we need to send out to people. We don't need so much. We can make do with much less than we have. And we don't need to be able to stockpile and store all of these things. The ocean has to regenerate itself. That's beautifully said, Janet. That's absolutely it. A lot of what we take out of the ocean is for use in the meat industry, for instance, and this craving for us to have fast food and chicken fast food. And it's mm. taking out way too much you're absolutely right take out and it impacts on health and it impacts on the ecosystem yes. i was quite uh, gobsmacked to see what how many liters it takes to make a hamburger a hamburger that people just consume in 10 minutes flat and it takes hundreds of of thousands of liters actually to maintain that cow to feed it to let it graze to occupy that piece of earth for a tiny, tiny hamburger. Uh, it just seems to defeat the purpose. And I think that there's a lot of awareness um, mm. in your company, in the conservation side, that you don't need to place such a heavy footprint on the ocean. Yes, you don't. And if we take it all out of the oceans and the oceans die, we die with it. We need the oceans. Absolutely. We, we need absolutely. it. So it's a resource that we absolutely have to look at and we have to look at it differently. And we can't wait for somebody else to start doing it. And that's what Wilfred said many years ago, looking at the oceans and going, oh, but I'm just going to rely on government or a political party or Greenpeace or the universe to look after the oceans. No, we've got to look after no. it. Nobody else. It's every single one of our responsibility yep. to take care of the ocean and the earth. It doesn't come from elsewhere. It comes from us. And I think that there's really commendable work that is happening there. Now, Christine, I know you've only been there for a year and I certainly haven't visited there in a year. 
now that I think about it, because we used to come there quite regularly. What has it been like in terms of the conservation outreach? Is there more of a conscience? Are there still school groups and and educationals happening around these issues? Loads. So many things happening. Um, we've got even today we had 35, 36 of the Cape Town Tour Guide Association. They were here and we took mm-hmm. them out of the shark edge diving boat and the whale watching. And they couldn't believe they couldn't. They've heard some of the conservation work we do, but they were so they were like, wow, this is incredible. We took them to the African penguin and seabird sanctuary. And I know that those 36 guides going home tonight, sitting around a dinner table, talking to friends and family and sharing what we do. We've got educationals, agents coming through every single day. We've got mm-hmm. the Gaia Island um, Conservation Trust, Deep Kids, that comes in. Pinky Ngewu takes care of them and teaches them um, a love and respect for the ocean. Every day that somebody walks through the door at the Great White House in Clanby, we start we start with what's on our menu and showing them um, seafood that's, for instance, on the green list. Uh, sustainable mm. foraged seaweed products that we use. Um, we don't use straws. We don't use plastic. Um, we recycle. So every day is an educational day. So definitely lots of it, lots of it happening. And we are exhausted. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy to hear yes. that. When it comes because to the end of the day. The more people that come, the more people that come, the more messaging goes out. So whether it's a corporate, whether it's a tour guide association, an educational group, whatever it is, as long as the messaging gets out there, that's the most important thing. And I know you guys have long days because you're constantly interacting with people. And that does become quite tiring because you're so close to the ocean. You're out there. You're putting that messaging out there. And it's lots of questions, lots of engagement. But I really do believe that it is tireless work because you guys do it with so much passion and you really are one of those guiding lights in the conservation space. So we are very pleased to have had you on the show, Christine. Is there any last thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? Thank you, Janet. It's been an absolute honor speaking to you and I'm glad to hear that you haven't been here in the past year. I would have been very upset if you were here and I didn't get to meet you. So please let me know when you can come and visit. We have got, like I said before, we can't do this without the support of our local tourists and our international tourists. So specifically for um, for the locals, for South Africans, because they supported us throughout COVID. If it weren't for them, we would not have been able to be here. So we've got a fantastic Easter special. It started on Monday already, and it will continue until the 10th of April. So if you do a book... And it's also school holidays. So It's also school holidays. Young people going to be coming out. That's right. So there's another discount. So it comes to like almost 50% discount. So if you go to our website to make a booking, it will take you to the bookings page and it will say Easter special and you click on that as an add-on. So all I can say is come and visit us. We enjoy talking. Well, <laughs> Christine has also very generously given us uh, more than an Easter special. She's given us four tickets. So our listeners can certainly head out to our to go onto our Facebook page or any of our social media handles. Please click on there. Tell us why you think the conservation of the ocean 
is so critical for our ecosystem. And Christine will very happily let you have those tickets to come and experience the ocean, the education, and then that amazing soup that you get when you come back out of the chilly water has got to be the tastiest thing after the experience. So definitely one of the highlights of the visit. Christine, wonderful chatting to you. Thank you so much, Janet. Lovely speaking to you and I'll see you here soon. Absolutely. Take care, Christine. Thank you for the good work. All the best and best Bye. regards to the team back home. Will do. Thanks, Janet. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. We're chatting this afternoon with Dave Caravias. He is the owner of Fat Bike Tours. I'd love to know the story behind how he came up with that name. But suffice it to say, Dave came to South Africa in 2000 from the UK to work for three months doing IT. And then, obviously, something happened along the, along the way because it's... Uh, 2023 and Dave is still here. There must have been lots of journeys along that route that brought him to where he is now. But basically, Dave fell in love with South Africa and, you know, moving back to the UK was furthest fun from his mind. He decided to make a new life in South Africa and quit his job and moved to Kanspai to pursue his passion for the country and tourism. Dave, this is quite a paradigm shift from IT. You know, IT people are very um, by the book and stick to what they know. So you're obviously exceptional because you made a huge paradigm shift. Tell us about the journey that got you there. Yeah, well, I only did the IT for that one year. <laughs> I just finished the degree ah. in product design. Yeah, so I did the, a degree the trick in is to get design. out early then. Yeah, in and out and get what you want out of it. So, uh, yeah, I um, I basically accepted because it was three months all expenses paid. And it was September and the weather was really bad in the UK. So I thought, well, if anything, is a holiday. So I took it and uh, I came in as a, an expert, as all IT people are. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I winged it. And, yeah, and I ended up doing it for a year. Um, yeah, we handed over the project. It was to ABSA, actually. Um, and then I decided, they said, well, our contract's finished. We have to go back to the UK. So I waved goodbye to them. And they were like, what? And I said, yep, I've decided I'm staying. So wow. they offered me a job in Johannesburg. And I just, I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm coming down the coast. I've made my mind up. <laughs> I did the shark Wise dive voice. when I first came out here. Yeah, and I, I just love the tourism and the dynamic around this town and this whole area. Beautiful part of the world to be stuck in, right? It is, totally. <laughs> yes, so, I love it. I'm so curious, what is a fat bike? Okay, a fat bike is just like a mountain bike uh, with wider forks, uh, so a wider frame uh, with fat tires. So the ones I've got are 4.6 inches wide. So uh, they're, they're pumped very soft, the tires, so that tread is very gentle on the sand. Uh, just the smallest of winds blow over the tracks again. And uh, they're incredible. They're so easy to ride on the sand. They don't cause any damage whatsoever. And uh, we get to have the joy of exploring this incredible reserve. 
uh, with so the views. So now I'm listening to what you're saying. The tires are not pumped up, so mm -hmm. it's less pressure on the earth. You get to move a yeah. little bit slower and see mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Am I right? That's right. It's not the Tour de France. We see, we have lots of fun along the way down, take videos, photos, and, mm. uh, yeah, we just – it's maximised the fun with the experience of the scenery. It's just absolutely world-class, breathtaking. Amazing. So when when this happened, how did you get your first bike? How did you grow the fleet? Okay, right. Uh, well, I think it was back in 2012. I was started riding my mountain bike, and I'd ride along the Kelders, down the cliffs, um, down along the cliffs, and tried to ride on the beach. And I found it really hard. But I was, I just loved being outside, away from people, away from roads and dogs. <laughs> and uh, so I spent my whole time just in the wilderness. And then when I um, I went to Yodia Cycles. It used to be in Hermanus. I spoke to one of the attendants, uh, Ruta, and uh, he said, well, where do you ride your bike? And I explained. And he said, uh, well, wait a minute. So uh, there's a new bike coming in three months called a fat bike. And he showed me on the internet, and that was it. That was my match. Uh, I, I just love being in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I got the first bike in the area. I see that at some point you just used Google Earth and you wandered all over. Yeah, I, I basically spent a whole month. Uh, the silverbacks didn't come into that shop. And I ended, I walked through Hermanus, depressed, and I walked past another shop. And there was a Titan uh, fat bike for sale on the pavement. And uh, I just decided that's it. Whacked my credit card, took the bike, uh, came back. And then I, I basically... Spent the whole month during Christmas, New Year, uh, just navigating with Google Earth, finding my way around the place and just exploring Amazing. what I love to oh, do. Wonderful. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I had a, just the best month of my life. And, and then I, and then I went into back to Yodia Cycles and they said, Oh, the silverbacks are in now. We've got them. And I said, Too late. I bought a bike. And mm -hmm. then they said, Oh, well, why don't you just take this one around the block for a spin? I said, no, I know what's going to happen. Nope. And they said, <laughs> just take it around the block. So I took it around the block. And then I I put it straight on the back of the car and maxed my card out. So I used all the money wow. I had getting it. Yeah, so after that, I decided. So uh, what, does hmm. a, what does a bike yeah. like that cost, Dave? Just uh, they're about just under 17,000 Rand now. Um, okay. So they're not cheap. But uh, they'll take you anywhere. It's like the, it's like a Hummer of a uh, for a a, a bike uh, compared to a four by four. So it, it will just go anywhere. Yeah, it's in incredible. So Dave, um, tell me now mm -hmm. this whole fat bike business. Who are your? Yes. Who is your audience, and and how do they come to you? Okay. Well, um, mostly, well, all ages from all over the world. Uh, my biggest support is Hrubos, Private Nature Reserve. I'm linked with mm. them. Um, so they send their guests to me. And, um, yeah, I, I get, obviously, a lot of direct bookings through TripAdvisor and uh, brochures. And I do my own sort of advertising as well. Um, yeah, supported by guest houses and hotels and 
And uh, but uh, anything from the age of eight years old to my oldest client, which was eighty six. Yeah. Amazing! That is phenomenal. Yeah. He was fit and he does ride a bike. So it's, uh, yeah, it was a brag on his behalf. Um, yes, I, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't recommend it for many 80-year-olds, but uh, if you can ride a bike, uh, I'll, I'll look after you. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Dave, now tell us, you do these fat bike tours and um, there must be quite a following for it. But what can hmm. people expect on, on this trip? Well, basically, uh, what we do, we uh, meet um, in Dekelders at our base, and um, then we drive to the top of the Walker Bay Reserve, which is near Grubos, and um, I've got a permit to get in. Um, uh, we, we unload the bikes, and then we ride through an 800-meter Feinbos trail, uh, which is quite narrow and thin, but we take it at our pace. And after 800 meters, we get to the top of the dunes. And uh, we basically ride, it's approximately seven kilometers, mostly downhill. We just meander down the dunes. And um, every dune that we get to, um, I'm going to, I'll show you how to slalom ski down the dunes with a bike. It's just the most fun, easy thing to do. And then we get to the steep dunes and uh, we, we can either tackle the, the vertical dunes or every dune you've got an option to ride around. So if you're not that adventurous, you can just meander through the dunes and take in all the views. Uh, or if you're more adventurous, yeah, you can go up and down. And uh, we've got several different dunes, uh, different types. Um, it's just a whole adventure. And then we you end up at the beach. Wonderful day. And yeah, yeah. You have a but you have a glass of wine and a picnic and relax <laughs> and unwind. It sounds idyllic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't do drinks, but um, yeah, that I, I could on request, but not before okay. the trip. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing. We go from the mountain all the yeah, we go from the mountain all the way down to the beach. And the vehicle's at the bottom um, mm -hmm. to meet us, and then we drive back to base. And so I keep it as easy and fun as possible. So in terms of um, fitness level and the activity, on a scale of one to five, how fit would you need to be in order to do this activity? I'd say two and a half. Half. Fair, okay. fair fitness, just an average fitness, fit? really. Moderately. Mm, moderately fit. Okay, yeah. so that's and I pace it accordingly. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I tailor the whole trip, the 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 speed of the trip according to the slowest rider, and mm. no one gets frustrated because there's there's a lot to do at every place we get to. So uh, the the adventurous ones can go up and down and skiing on the dunes, and the, and the the more chilled ones can just watch and go around the dunes and just take in this incredible view. Mm -hmm. And in whale season, obviously, there's whales everywhere in whale season. You can see them as we're coming down the dunes. It's incredible. Amazing. So now, Dave, you say to me that the dunes are excellent year-round, so this is not a seasonal business. How fantastic mm. is that? Because you don't have to worry oh. like with the shark cage diving. It's it's um, 
you know, it's dependent on Very the weather dependent. Mm. And it's weather dependent. And there's so many variables. But the nice thing about this is that you can get there and you can just go on this this experience and no hassle, you know. Um, just get exactly. going. Exactly. And if it's bad weather on sea, there's, you know, there's stuff to do on land. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in the top 10% of all activities in the world uh, based on uh, TripAdvisor reviews. So um, fantastic reviews. Everyone loves it. And it's an experience. It's not just a bike ride. You know, it's uh, it's incredible. And it's, yeah, and it goes along perfectly with sharp cage diving, well watching, Absolutely. all the other outdoors. For mm -hmm. all of the thrill seekers. Yeah, even even just the nature lovers as well. Yes. Because, uh, well, like, yeah. It sounds great, yeah. Dave. You know, honestly, to, to ride a bike slowly, see the surrounds, feel the, the, the wind mm. hit your face, it must be quite special. Now, Dave, before we say no, goodbye, can you tell me mm. a special story? Maybe there was a proposal on one of your on your bike trips, yeah. or maybe somebody got really pissed off and said, that's it, I'm leaving you. Tell us an interesting story from one of your trips. Okay, well, um, yeah, I haven't had anyone say that's it, luckily. Um, I've had kids have meltdowns in the rain. That's a, that's a testament to how amazing your bike ride <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, it is. I, yeah, I make sure. I mean, I've got people that don't enjoy the beginning bit because it's a little bit narrow and twisty. And, you know, we could get a few meltdowns, but I know 100%. I make sure I look after them. By the time we get to those big dunes, everyone's eyes just burst open and they just, in there, everyone's in their element. It's incredible. But the most difficult trip I've had, there was a, uh, it, was, it sounds like a joke. It was a 75 year old half blind Irishman called Paddy. Now he was with a, <laughs> he was with like a family. A <laughs> it sounds just like a punchline, but he was with a family. I thought he was waving goodbye in the car park. And then he gets into the car and I look at him and I uh, do a head count and I do a bike count and I realize, okay, he's joining. I didn't know he was half blind. Uh, the first path, which is only 800 meters long, took 45 minutes to get along. It was a sunset trip and the sun was already heading towards the horizon and uh, it was getting darker. Then they tell me he's half blind. Um, and... Uh, what a great sport, though. Um, he, he fell a couple of times on the sand. And, um, yeah, the, the family typically, you know, with their Irish humor, just laughed at him. And I said, Paddy, you okay? And he said, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he picked up his bike and he got up. And we got him to the end. That was a nice challenge. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but well, I get so many yeah it's amazing i get so many return people uh so many of my clients come back they just have to do it again and again because they get you know you pick up the confidence after the first time and you want to push yourself for the next time so um yeah a lot of most of my people uh, are returns as well it's incredible wow that's amazing well dave our yeah. fighters, really great chatting to you I, um, That's good, I and think you I too. can manage the 2.5 um, fitness level. And when I'm next to you, <laughs> I'll come and check you out. And I'm going to look for Perfect. Paddy as well. Uh, look for Paddy and see yes. where he's fallen and see how I can help you to pick him up. But great chatting to you, Dave. What a lovely <laughs> concept. 
and a year-round attraction. Awesome. And David's given us some nice um, giveaways. So thank you kindly for that, David. Give people an opportunity to experience this Fat Bike Tour. Thank you. Thank you again for being on Jet Setting with Janet. Wonderful. Awesome. Lovely to join. Lovely to meet you. And uh, see you soon up there. Absolutely, Dave. I'm chatting this afternoon with Judith van der Linde. Judith is the manager at SA Forest Adventures. And the big question that I have for Judith is, Judith, you're a beautician. You stay perfect. Now, does that makeup stay perfect? Does that face look perfect when you come out on the other side of the supply? Not, not at all. No, not at all. Um, it's completely the opposite of what my profession is. Um, like I mentioned on the email, uh, when I moved to Hermanas, I entered the tourism industry. Um, and yeah, I physically sometimes go help the guys with the activities. So that is a game change. So no, um, you come out dusty, but that's that's the part of the adventure. That's the exciting part. Absolutely. I think if you're going to do any adventure activity, you must be prepared to lose the lipstick and have the of hair course. messed up a, li a little bit. So definitely not oh, for your mainstream beauty person. But Judith, not at all. you've made quite a paradigm shift from the beauty industry to the adventure industry. And ziplining is, take some adrenaline. And SA Forest Adventures, I mean, um, they've grown so in leaps and bounds. You've got Hermanus, Caledon, Muscle Bay, Neisner, and then uh, Cape Town, which you launched recently. But you've also got the famous three kilometers of line, which will be the largest in the world. And That's you've correct. Got all of this happening. How do you manage all of this? Are you responsible for all of these sites? No, we have a great team. All of the sites also has um, our managers and each site has their awesome team. I mean, a company success is also from our awesome boss, um, Mr. Clinton Laram. So um, he picks out his team and we have a great team for each site, um, which helps uh, make all of the sites a very great success. And yeah, it's teamwork. It's all about teamwork. Yes, we know Clinton well, and we do admire him as a business person and as somebody who's growing the region. I mean, it's quite phenomenal what he's been doing, and it's it's really phenomenal to see. So tell us now, Judith, you've got several activities. How would you describe, how would you rate these various supplies? What can we expect if we get on there? Firstly, what is there a weight limit? What do we need to do beforehand? What can we expect in the experience? Of course, it's um, loads of fun, um, adrenaline. It's for the whole family, uh, kids friendly. Um, unfortunately, no kiddies under the age of six years old. And it's just for the safety policy. The safety policy um, is very strict. Also, the weight limit for the zip lines is 120 kilograms. For beginners, I'll say the Hermanus and Caledon zip lines, that's the treetop zip lines. I'd say that's for beginners, especially if you're a tiny bit afraid of heights, just to get the feel of it. Um, Cape Town is very popular. That's been open since 2017, actually. Cape Town is in between the mountains, right um, by the Constantia Neck. 
and it's number one in Africa. So that is something that we're very proud of. Naisina Ziplines uh, was a big challenge uh, for Clinton because right when he wanted to open it, uh, lockdown came. That was unfortunate, but he still made a success, still pushed through. We opened the Naisina Ziplines in 2020 in September. Uh, the launch was very successful. Mossel Bay zipline is the longest zipline over the ocean. That's very popular. And now we're very, very excited to launch the opening for the K3. It's going to be just outside Caledon. And uh, like I mentioned, it's going to be the biggest zipline in the world. So it's not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> Judith, you also used to have activities like the quad biking from the Caledon Hotel and Spa. We also have the quad bike tours um, on Caledon. It's on the same premises as the Caledon Hotel and Spa. And in Hermanus, we also have the quad bike tours. It's about 20 minutes drive from Hermanus um, at the Winning Club Farm. Uh, it's a beautiful mountain and Feinboss Drive. Uh, that's very successful and yeah, that's the most popular quad bike tour. Then we also have Niarmonas. So for Hermanus specifically, in Hermanus close by is the sandboarding at the Betty's Bay Dunes. We also have the river rafting and tubing on the Palmit. It's on the same premises as the Kogelberg Nature Reserve. Um, also in Hermanus for the bachelors, the bachelors... Uh, want to go crazy, so then we have the paintball, but it's also popular for kiddies, parties, um, the paintball activity, and we also have a picnic site which they can use afterwards, including uh, accommodation, especially for the bachelors, because uh, they don't like driving around. They want to party after the activities at least. And we also don't want them driving around because we no. all know that Bachelors love to have fun and do crazy things. So best if they're all no. in one place. So you've got this amazing quad biking, the zip lining, the sandboarding. Do you collect Rocking people from too. their venues and take them to these activities? Yes, we do arrange transports. We also arrange catering if guests um, require that. We also specialize in team building uh, team building activities for corporates, your conferences, team building activities. Because uh, we, we know in a work in a workplace everyone gets a bit annoyed and you need to get everyone together again to explain to them you need to work as a team. So in the team building activities we offer a range of things for them to do. And then we also afterwards we brief them on what exactly a team building is about. Wonderful. And I see that you do drumming, you do poiki cost competitions. Correct. Anything. Anything. We had some silly requests from some uh, corporate companies also. So we try to do everything to accommodate their needs, uh, especially to get out, out of the office space and just spend some time together and especially to get their, them to know each other outside of the workspace as well. Absolutely. And that's what builds a team. It's really about doing things that are unusual, that forces you to think differently and takes you out of your comfort zone. Correct. And also you you think, you know, let's say Sunny, 
in the office, but you don't really know Sunny. So that's why the team building is also very important for a company to get to know individuals um, and get to know their weak points, their strong points, uh, to see how you can work together in your workspace and see which one Sunny is not good with admin, but Sunny will be good with watering the plants, for in instance. Um, just a silly example. Absolutely. So, Judith, I think that um, SA Forest Adventures is an integral part of the South African corporate landscape because everybody is looking for unusual things to do, things to build a team. And certainly post-COVID, everyone's looking to, to reintegrate because people have been working from home, they're back to the office, dynamics have changed, people hesitate to get up and go into an office and then you know, teams have also changed. So it's it's really quite uh, phenomenal that you have so many service offerings that people have a menu of services to choose from so that they can actually move Correct. forward. And, you know, even yes. for, for families who are wanting to reconnect. Families, because... families for the best because they, like you say, everyone, even for their workplace, they were working from home. Even for families, they had the kids in the house. You need to get the kids out, um, show them some adventurous things. Um, like, like I said, Clinton is a busybody. He's a very awesome, um, businessman, business mind. And he also does educationals for, especially for the youth, uh, for them to understand the tourism industry and to give them that an idea and to come and experience the activities themselves. Uh, if they, if it's something that they would go into in the future for their career. Absolutely. And that's how we know Clinton. And that's what we appreciate about him. He's an innovator and he ne never forgets to take people along the journey always creating opportunities for young people to enter the tourism sector so certainly an important person in the tourism adventure value chain judith it's of been course. great chatting to you thank you so much for sharing with us all the product offerings that are available at sa forest adventures we are great fans, so no need to convince us. But in order okay, to convince some of our listeners, Judith has made some vouchers available. So you can just go onto the Jet Setting with Janet Facebook page or one of our social handles and tell us why you think that adventure tourism is important for actually changing one's mindset about things. Why is adventures important in changing your mindset about experiences and about life. Judith, great chatting to you. I, and I can answer that one. I can answer that one. Life You're is not so allowed to enter the competition, <laughs> Judith. You can just <laughs> no, talk about it. But the, our lives are so stressful. Every, everyone is so caught up in work and the seriousness and your routine. I think adventure is super important because um, just to get out there and enjoy life because life is already stressful enough. You you need to love, you need to love, you need to get out there. Absolutely agree, Judith. And thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on Jet Setting with Janet. Just a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and you must have a lovely afternoon further. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. 
This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours 